Today is April the 22nd. Why should we even do ministry? Let's find out together as we study Mark 12, the first 12 verses. So here during uh, Passion Week, uh, on Sunday Jesus enters Jerusalem, on Monday he comes back, he clears out the temple. We're now on Tuesday. Jesus' authority has just been challenged. In chapter 12, then Jesus began teaching them with stories. He used a parable. A man planted a vineyard. He built a wall around it. He dug a pit for pressing out the grape juice. He built a lookout tower and then he leased the vineyard to tenant farmers and moved to another country. At the time of the grape harvest, he sent one of his servants to collect his share of the crop. But the farmers grabbed the servant, beat him up, and sent him back empty-handed. The owner then sent another servant, but they insulted him and beat him over the head. The next servant he sent was killed. Others he sent were either beaten or killed until there was only one left, his son, whom he loved dearly. The, only, the owner finally sent him thinking, surely they'll respect my son. Now, the parable, the story that Jesus tells, is actually a well-known practice already in the land of Israel. You see, Israel was not a pleasant place to live. There were frequent uprisings. Roman uh, uh, legions were stationed there. Uh, they would frequently um, crucify people who didn't live by the laws of Rome. It's not a pleasant place to live, but it was a fruitful land. And so it was a relatively common practice for someone with money to buy a plot of land, set up a farm, and then rent it to tenants. He would collect once a year. He would go elsewhere to live, uh, maybe to Asia Minor where life was more peaceful, uh, maybe to Egypt or to Babylon if he were a Jew. Uh, but he would go away and then he would send once a year for the rent price. Now, here in this parable, we see several points of comparison. We see an owner. The owner is God. That's pretty obvious. Isaiah chapter 5 gives the same parable, not the same details, but the God is owner, and the vineyard is the nation of Israel. Now, if God is the owner and the vineyard is the nation of Israel. Then the tenant farmers are the leaders of Israel. Those who are called to care for Israel, to uh, prepare it, to fertilize it, and then to harvest. At first, the leaders were kings. By the time of Jesus, the leaders would be the Sanhedrin, primarily the religious leaders the chief priests, the, the, the teachers of the law, the leaders of the temple, um, 
These were the ones who were the tenants. The servants that the owner sends would be the prophets leading up to the owner sending his own son, Jesus. We pick the story back up in verses 7 and 8. But the tenant farmers said to one another, here comes the heir to this estate. Let's kill him and take the estate for ourselves. So they grabbed him and murdered him and threw his body out of the vineyard. Now the thought process of the, of the tenant farmers is all messed up. Let's kill him so that we can inherit the land. Of course they won't. Everybody knows they won't. But the point is, this is what the religious leaders were doing. This is what Jesus wants to point out to them. Now, verses 9 and 10, what do you suppose the owner of the vineyard will do, Jesus asked. Let me tell you. He'll come and he'll kill those farmers and he'll lease the vineyard to others. Didn't you ever read this in the scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This the Lord's doing. It's a wonderful thing to see. Jesus quotes Psalm 118 verses 22 and 23 when he says that the son will be rejected. He'll be killed. But he becomes the cornerstone of what the owner, what God, is doing. As a result of this, verse 12, the religious leaders wanted to arrest Jesus because they realized he was telling the story against them. They were the wicked farmers, but they're afraid of the crowd. So they left him and they went away. This starts their desire to see Jesus dead, to get rid of Jesus, to actually kill Jesus. But it does raise the question for us, why should we be involved in ministry? You see, there's two things that could happen. Like the religious leaders, when we become involved in ministry, we can take that ministry take possession of it. We can actually force God out of that ministry because we want to do good things. We want to do the right thing, but we want to do it in our way. That's what the religious leaders in Jerusalem were doing. There is a tendency when we get involved in ministry to believe that the ministry is ours and we force all others out. That's wrong. That's so wrong. We need to let God continue to run that ministry, to be open to change, to be open to new things that could happen, but certainly not to take possession of that ministry. I encourage you to like, follow, and subscribe to this devotion on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Send your questions to questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, 
we'll look at taxes for Rome.